Blog Talk Radio. Breathe. 
everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. The song you just heard is my song, Another Life, off my debut album, Leave It All Behind, which you can find on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We have an awesome guest on. We have this person who is, I would say, more than multi-talented, and we're going to bring him on in a moment. His name is Neil Berliner. And he is a comedy writer, a comedian, a musician, a psychiatrist, and even more than that. But before I want to bring him on tonight, I just want to let everyone know a little bit about the show. If you're new and tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. You can join us in the chat room where you can uh, ask questions, or you can call in uh, during the show at 805-243-1320. So the concept of my show, uh, just in brief, is that as a singer-songwriter and someone who's involved in entertainment, as well as a psychologist who I very much enjoy doing interviewing, I always wanted to combine my two backgrounds and uh, explore and delve into the lives of these fascinating people out there, whether they're comedians, musicians, authors. And uh, the main premise, again, of the show is really to support these people because we all know how difficult It can be to be involved in the entertainment industry and get our names out there. So the premise of the show is really to support my guests and help them get their name out to the masses so people will know who they are. On my show, again, people are going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like and what it's like to be in their profession. In the event that we do talk about any intriguing or exciting or controversial stories, I just kindly request that people keep any identifying information such as specific names or organizations, anonymous, because the show is not meant to embarrass anyone. And also, just please keep in mind that although I am a psychologist, the show does not um, in any way provide any specific type of formal treatment or therapy, even though at times we might talk about psychological concepts. We will do that in a very general and broad framework. So I'm sure everyone is really excited to get to the interview tonight. I just want to do a couple of plugs before I start it off. I always support Stern Superfans, and that is run by Joseph Muski as well as all of the fans. You can check it out at SternSuperfans.com. And a little bit about Stern Superfans is uh, this is a place and a forum where people can get the latest updates on Howard Stern News as well as a place for fans to interact where Joe will describe it as sharing all things Howard. So, again, check out SternSuperfans.com. And also Mark's Friggin is another site that's a really great site for people. If you've missed any information on the show, you can go to marksfriggin.com. It provides daily Howard Stern show highlights, TV show schedules, and much more related to the show. So definitely check out those two websites. And Neil is also a Howard Stern fan, so this show tonight is definitely going to have some Howard Stern flavor to it. So let me just tell everyone about Neil, and then we're going to bring him on. So Neil is definitely not your average comedy writer, as we will talk about tonight. He's also a psychiatrist, as well as a singer-songwriter who fronts his own rock band called Event Staff. We will be featuring music tonight from that band. And um, although he's best known as a writer, he's also been um, invited to do stand-up comedy in a variety of clubs in New York City. Neil's comedy has also been featured in many different areas, including roasts on Comedy Central, The Howard Stern Show, The Friars Club, where he has uh, contributed to writing for Flavor Flav, Artie Lang, Pat Cooper, Gary Del Bate, um, as and much, much more. And we're going to get to all that tonight. So why don't we bring Neil on now? Um, 
in the event that, God forbid, there's any technical difficulties, people, please keep in mind there are some bad storms in my area, and I'm going to pray that they uh, hold off until the show is over tonight. All right? So let's bring Neil on the air. Hello, Neil. Hi, Carrie. First off, this studio is great. This studio is gorgeous. You really did a great job here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm so glad you could join me tonight and be here with me. (laughs) <laughs> and the green room is unbelievable. The food you provide for your guests, I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Nice. Why don't you describe for them what we have tonight? Well, we had some crab appetizers back there, and uh, you had grilled <laughs> shrimp that was not from Costco, which is always nice. Nice. And so do they believe that we're in the same room? I hope they do. I think they do. Thank you for the <laughs> thank you for the compliments, though. I really appreciate it. Maybe one day I will be there and supply those types of uh, <laughs> foods to you. Uh, so how are you doing tonight? Good, good. Feeling good. Good. Big, What's the weather like in your day. area? Uh, well, I'm down in Florida today. It's pretty hot here. Oh, Although you are in Florida. Okay. New- yeah, yeah. Okay. So. I wasn't sure. I know you had a variety of things you were doing, so I didn't know if you were in the process of possibly in, being in the middle of your travels when we were talking. Well, <laughs> it was New York yesterday, Atlanta last night, and Florida today. <laughs> wow. You are quite the traveler. You get around there, don't you? Yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, so let's definitely uh, let's get to the interview. And um, I definitely wanted to start out by asking you, how did you get involved with comedy writing? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, I guess it started when I was a kid. I started entering contests, actually, little comedy okay. writing contests. In the New- actually, New York Post and Daily News used to run these little contests, and I started winning these things. And um, Then I started writing song parodies when I was about 14 or 15, so, uh, you know, it just sort of unconsciously built up little by little that I was writing comedy, I didn't, you know, without even really realizing that I was preparing myself for something later. Interesting. It was just, just okay. fun, and it, it was just a fun thing that has kind of grown. Very cool. Is there anyone in your family that's involved in comedy or entertainment that maybe had influenced you? Well, yeah, I mean, my parents, are, my father particularly is very funny, he does impressions and stuff, and I okay. think most comedians, most comedy writers and comedians will tell you that they had somebody in their, probably in their, their nuclear family who was really funny, who influenced them. Right, so right. That's, that was the case for me. Nice, nice. So what type of, how would you describe your comedy? What kind of comedy do you do you write and focus on? What kind of, well, usually the kind that doesn't get on TV or the radio. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it does. I, I, I look at myself as sort of like a utility player, like, if someone has an assignment for me, they say, okay. write this kind of thing or that kind of thing or, you know, special event. Like, I got into the roasts, for instance. So um, I, I like doing spur-of-the-moment assignments and getting okay. them done quickly. I like projects, basically. But, nice. you, know, I write topical, nice. you know, I write topical humor, monologue stuff, and, you know, the roasts, of course, are special events. Um, so that's basically what I've been doing. And I've been getting more into stand-up, writing, you know, routines, full routines for both me and other people. So that's been my um, range of of writing. Okay. While you're talking, there's a couple of questions in the chat room. Um, Anne wants to know, uh, did you cut the class up? Like, I guess people are like a class. No, you know, it's funny. Oh, yeah, it's interesting because I was going to actually mention that, that I wasn't like the class clown kind of kid because I was pretty academically – oriented and I didn't want to get right. in trouble in school. So I, okay. I I was the kind of kid who would 
who would like like under my breath say a joke to the kid next to me and get him or her in trouble. But I wouldn't be right. the class. I wasn't really the class clown. Gotcha. And she also <laughs> wants to know: Can you do an impression of your father doing an impression? Um. Well, <laughs> not really, Anne. You have a lot of questions, Anne, for two minutes and two shows. Um, Anne's great. He would he would do like uh, German accents, and uh, he would imitate people at work, all kinds of things. But um, I don't want to get okay. any. Uh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that's fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, well, who would you say, Neil, are some of your favorite comedy influences? While we're talking well, I get, about your writing. Well, and... Yeah. Well, whenever I get asked this, I, what my my stock answer is that you can't compare comedians of different eras, just like you can't compare, or you're not supposed to compare ball players of different eras. So mm-hmm. I like to say, like, you know, like in the '60s, I like. For instance, Johnny Carson or you know right. Woody Allen, people like that. And then later on, like maybe in the seventies or so, I like people like uh, like Steve Martin. Um, you know, as time went on, I, I like you know, I got into different people. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Carson for sure was uh, well, he was an early guy, but you know Steve Martin. Um, I guess Bill Cosby for a very short period of time. I liked his uh, <laughs> okay. album where he held that I soccer always liked ball. The show. I was right. I was never a Cosby Show guy. I don't know. Really? I, just, I couldn't. Oh, I, I didn't get that. into that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I did. I really liked that. <laughs> oh, a lot of people did. Yeah, I just didn't get into that. But um, then I got. I really got into Jackie Mason for a time. I think he's a real genius. Okay. I got into all his stuff, and actually, I met him. became became kind of friendly with Jackie Mason for a while. So you know, I guess the bottom line answer is that over time, I I, I like different people. Uh, you know, recently I like people like Chris Rock and Tosh and, uh, you know, Lisa, Lisa Lampanelli. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Mike Who, Moore, um, and, the, and Mike, absolutely. Yeah, those are all great ones that you mentioned, absolutely. Um, HLO in the chat room wants to know, who is your favorite comedian today? And I know you, it's kind of, I guess, a little rhetorical now because you kind of answered that, but I guess if you had someone to pick well, out, is there a specific person? I, I can't say anything specific, but... You know, I, I hang out in New York a lot, and I see a lot of the up-and-comers and mm-hmm. people like Christian Finnegan, Claudia Kogan. You may not know some of these names, but, you know, of course I like Jim Gaffigan. He's a great guy. Um, okay. So, you know, be, just being in New York, you get the exposure to everybody. It's fantastic. Even on a weeknight, you can see four or right. five top people. And, you know, they're not, they may not be super famous yet, but, you know, you know that they're going to get there. You know that right, a, a good awesome. percentage of these people are going to be very well known pretty soon. Very also, cool. Angry Bob. Very is, cool. Angry Bob is a friend of mine. He's a guy who's on. He was on Keith Olbermann a lot and um, okay. Fox News. So a lot. Of, I, I'm friendly with a lot of New York people who are on a lot of these news shows doing the commentary and who play in the city all the time. Nice. And uh, Muski in the chat room wants to know what was the best joke you ever wrote. Well, let's see. I wrote a, <laughs> I wrote a good joke um, two weeks ago that wound okay. up on wound up as a monologue joke. It appeared as a monologue joke on a very famous show that I won't mention. Okay. Um, some of you may have heard it a couple of weeks ago, and the joke was um, a man was found trying to climb over the White House fence. You may have heard about heard about this story. It's a true story. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he was climbing over the White House fence, 
and the Secret Service guys grabbed him. They wrestled him to the ground, and they said, calm down, sir, just calm down. You have at least a year to go, Mr. President. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you see, the problem, Carrie, with telling jokes right. on the radio with one person is that that person right, you only have get it. I know. <laughs> that was that was good. Let me see what let's see what they're doing in the chat room. They're laughing. Yeah, people are in there. We got a lot of people in there. What yeah, is it? They like laughing? it. Okay. How many people <laughs> you got in there, by the way? Right now we have let's see, and and people go in and out. So okay. we have about a little more than half a dozen right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, you're doing good. You're doing good. I mean, my shows are interesting. I mean, the, sometimes the podcast is really what people listen to if they can't tune into the live ones. So some shows are great with live listeners, and someone sometimes it's just the podcast that really do well after it's over. So, you know, it's kind uh-huh. of a combination. <laughs> but to answer Joe, I mean, best joke, it depends on the time. Like I remember, like another joke comes to mind when, when Madoff, you know, during the Madoff stuff, Bernie mm-hmm. Madoff stuff. Um, sure. I wrote a joke about him. Uh, they were auctioning off Bernie Madoff's Met jacket, but the guy who um, won it, he couldn't walk the streets in it because it says Met. Okay. <laughs> now, Carrie, this gotcha. time you left before the punchline. You see, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were so anxious. You, know I'm in you were so eager I, I... to like that joke. <laughs> you actually beat the punchline. So I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I think we need a laugh track or something. I don't know. Anyhow. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's it's hard when you're not face to face either. So yeah, you that's know. true. But um, okay, nice, nice. Well, let's let's switch gears a little bit, and because uh, mm-hmm. again, you're so multifaceted and multi talented, we want to make sure we hit on all the different. No, levels. I just suck at a lot um, of things, actually. You just snuck in a lot of things. Yeah. Well, I'm not multi. I don't. I don't really see myself as that talented. I just do do many things. Yeah, but you have to be good at them. To to manage all that you're managing and doing the various things that you're doing, you have to have some type of uh, yeah. well, intelligence and talent, I think. Well, take it as a compliment either way. <laughs> um, so you're also a psychiatrist. And uh, so which would you say came first? I mean, was it comedy or your interest in getting involved in a medical profession? Well, I think they're like separate entities in a way. Mm-hmm. I sort of... Um, you know, I'm a Jewish guy from Brooklyn, so I had to go to med school. And then uh, <laughs> after that, I got to do what I wanted to do, you know. So uh, I don't think they're too related. I think, I mean, in psychiatry, you deal with people and their issues. And, um, you know, you have to understand the human condition. So maybe that helps with comedy writing. I'm not so sure. Um, yeah, I think it does. Uh, there's, there's a crossover. You're a psychologist. so You see that there's a crossover, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The experiences and the things that you see out there, you know, in our types of professions, I I can just come up with, again, I'm not a comedy writer. I would not say I ever am. But if I could work with the right people, the the bits and ideas I could come up with, I'm just thinking of these just crazy things right now, Neil, that would be just hysterical. But I just would need the right person to help me develop it because I'm not a comedy writer. The thing is, yeah, I mean, you're talking about, like, situational things that you see in practice. So maybe if there were a sitcom, for instance, that dealt with that, it would be helpful. That's what I would but, love to do, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like, wanted to do. Like a, uh, like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but a series or something like that. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. That, kind of like a that. Seinfeldish spin. That's what I would want, that type of right. Seinfeldish type of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Oh, I'm sorry, and let's digress for a minute while we're talking about your career. HLO wants to know about your porn career. <laughs> My porn career? Yes. 
Oh, my God. Who, who's and asking he, that he question? He says that with an HLO. That's what he's going under by uh, under in the chat room. I'm not sure what that uh, stands for. HLO. I'm finally stumped. My God, I don't know what to say. And you also I want to know, know if you... Yeah. I'm sorry. And you also want to know if you give courtesy psych evaluations. Comedians. No. He says, do you give comedians courtesy psych evaluations? No. <laughs> okay, so well, you got one. We got one of your questions answered. He does not do courteous psychological evaluations. Um, and and my point is under comment? a different name, so you know, I don't even know how they okay. would know about. Okay. All right. So that's okay. There you go. You got both of your questions answered. Um, no more questions. Okay, I'm sorry. By the way, thank you. So <laughs> people are asking tons. So people really? are asking great questions. Anne wants really? to know who's your favorite person to write for. That's kind of. Um, well, the problem with answering that is that right. <laughs> some people don't want it known that they have writers, so I can't really answer that. Yeah, yeah. And as we said, you know, kind of keeping things anonymous, and I'm sure you have some people that you really enjoy doing it for, and others that maybe are a little less. Uh, yeah, and sometimes you write, and sometimes you write for like a team, like you write as a team for a project, like for right. a roast, like for the Mario right. Batali roast. I was one of the staff writers. So, oh, cool. There were a lot of people cool. on that roast. I, you know, I wrote for various people for that roast. Cool. So speaking about writing, would you say that your medical background has any impact or any assistance when you're writing? Mm, again, I don't know. Maybe. But maybe. Depends I, I on probably really what you're... Had... Yeah, I think the fact that I write for specific projects, you know, mm-hmm. um, it implies to me that it, it doesn't really directly help, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, if I were on some kind of medical, like if I were writing for Scrubs, for instance, then I could right. utilize things that have happened. Like like the other day, um, you know Mike Buschetti, right? Yeah, Mike Buschetti, yeah, we could talk okay. about him too and promote yeah. his show, absolutely. Yeah, well, well, he has a new show called Science Mike, and they, oh. they, do, they do science experiments. He and my friend Ken Burmeister, and they do science experiments and all kinds of funny stuff. So something from med school was funny that I suggested to them. It was we had to examine patients, like in a practical exam. And when we did cardiology, one of the guys was so nervous that he examined the patient, and he had the stethoscope on the patient. He's listening. He's listening for the murmurs and the heartbeat mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, he, he, gave his, he gave his results to the professor. And it turns out this kid was so nervous, he didn't have the stethoscope in his ears. So he was faking the whole thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So you know that that was a, that's an example of something that happened you know in in my medical career that was funny that could right. be translated into comedy. Hey, that's no, that's great. And if you can uh, use any psychological stuff from my end, please let me know. I would love to uh, do something like oh, that. Oh, okay. That'd be awesome. All right, I'll, I'll leave and yeah. tell Mike about that. Okay, good. Yeah, I told Mike. Mike's been really cool. But yeah, give Mike a plug and and let the audience while we're on this topic know that you know you were an actor in one of his episodes on the Mike Bashetti show. Yeah, definitely give him a plug. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess what you need to know is the spelling is B-O-C-C-H-E-T-T-I, Mike Bichetti. Mm-hmm. Just look him up. He's a real pro, a great guy. He's been around comedy for years, for decades, and he has some really funny stuff going on. So check him out on Facebook and everything. Nice. Yeah, and everyone who's tuning in right now, too, um, I interviewed Mike a while back, so you can check out the podcast if you haven't listened to it. It was a great interview, and he did a really good job. So definitely check mm-hmm. that out, too. Cool. Um, okay. Cool. So let's see. You're a psychiatrist. You're a comedy writer. You do some stand-up com- uh, comedy too, and then you're also a musician. So tell us about uh, your music career. 
well, career, I don't know about career, but um, I've been playing guitar since age 14 and uh, haven't really progressed much. So I'm a rhythm guitar player and okay. uh, written, written, you know, some songs and put together a band, a, a rock cover band. So we do, uh, we cover people like Tom Petty, Neil Young, Bob Dylan. I'm a big Bob Dylan fan. And we nice. do some new stuff too. We do some Snow Patrol and stuff. So. Oh, I love Snow Patrol. Which song yeah. do you do by them? Um, Chasing Cars. Awesome. You know that what about that song, Run? Yeah, I love that song. I love the song, we don't Run, do that. too. Yeah, we, with that? yeah, maybe that, that's a good one to add, actually. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. Yeah, they got great stuff. Really good stuff. Cool. So tell us about your band, which is called Event Staff, and uh, tell us how you're, you're the front man of the band, and tell us a little yeah. bit about the band. And- well, the band's called Event Staff, and people ask me, you know, what, why do you call it Event Staff? What does that mean? <laughs> so I tell them, look, when you go to a concert, especially a big stadium concert, and you see all those security guys wearing their T-shirts and windbreakers, what does it say on the back? It says Event Staff. So I figure, like, if we ever do big shows, all the security guys will already have our T-shirts on their backs already. Because nice. the band is event staff. So that's why I named it that. And, you know, it's an, okay, it's an okay joke, but not worth the story for most people. They say, yeah, I don't know. I'm still not that impressed with that. But I, I get a kick out of calling the band event staff, so that's why I call it I event. think it's neat. No, I think it's creative. I think it's definitely original. Um, I haven't heard anything like that out there, so no, it's really well, cool. Well, definitely original to me means that nobody else wanted that name. So, in this case, anyway. <laughs> well, but, why don't we do this? Let's um, introduce one of your songs that we were going to check out that you uh, cover from your band of that Wait a minute. Staff, you, and it's, you uh, played your music, what? right? That was your yeah, song. My, uh, one of my, oh my yeah. god! And now you're going to play this crap? Oh my god! Uh, this is all oh, this. This is just a, nice. this is a re- this isn't crap. What are you talking about? This is great. This is a re- just a rehearsal tape of us doing a Tom Petty song. See if you recognize oh, it. Oh, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Hey, you're a musician. Yeah, you must so, know. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. It sounds awesome. You guys did a really right. good job with it. So, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll am gonna put you on hold. I'm going to introduce the song, and then we're going to play that, and we will be back in a moment, okay? Cool. All right, everyone, if you're just tuning in or if you have been tuned in, you are listening to the comedy writer Neil Berliner, we are going to check out now a song from his cover band, and they also do some originals called Event Staff, and let me find it in the switchboard here. Hold on one second. And the cover they're doing is a Tom Petty cover, and it is titled You Wreck Me. So let's check that out, and then we will be right back. So let me hold on. Uh, here we go. All right. Okay, You Wreck Me, and this is by Neil Berliner's band called Event Staff. You wreck me, baby. You break me in two. But you move me, honey. Yes, you do.
Okay, everyone, again, if you are tuning in right now, you just heard You Wreck Me, which was a Tom Petty cover that Neil Berliner's cover band did, and the name of the band is Event Staff. So let's bring him back on the air so we can continue the interview. We will also check out more songs tonight, including the song parody with Marianne from Brooklyn. So, again, all you Stern fans out there, you're definitely going to love this one. And, Neil, you're back on the air. Cool, very cool song. Oh, thanks. I just wanted to give credit to the guys in the band, if possible. Yeah, go ahead. Howie, okay, Howie Siegel on bass, Mark Cutler on keyboards, Larry Kay on lead guitar, Greg Bragoon on drums, and Tammy Wilson-Smith on background vocals. Thanks. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, sounded great. Good stuff. Very good. So uh, do you have any shows coming up that you want to plug where you could tell people where they can check you out? Um, actually, yeah. I have uh, next week we have the John Kerwin Show, which is a – Late night talk show, comedy talk show that films in L.A. with a studio audience, and it's being filmed next Wednesday night. It's usually on Saturday nights on the JLTV network, which can be seen on DirecTV and Comcast and Time Warner, all the big providers. So that'll be on. It's on every Saturday night, actually. Cool. Very cool. And does your band play live on the show, or is it... No, we don't. I, I write a monologue material for the show, and also what we call the desk bit. Like you know, when the uh, the host of the uh, the uh, talk shows sit down and they do a comedy bit at the desk. Yes. yes. Right after okay. the monologue. So we write. I write uh, the desk bit and the um, monologue along with Ken Burmeister, actually, and also a real professional. Uh, 17-year Jay Leno writer, who's, uh, his name is Marv Silbermans, great guy, real long-time pro out in L.A., so the three of us write cool. that show. Um, yeah, along Very with cool. Joel Irwin. Awesome. Good Thanks. stuff. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit more about your um, comedy writing, and uh, you had told me before about Jerry Seinfeld's Four Levels of Comedy. Can you tell the audience more about that and what that is? Oh, yeah. In, in Seinfeld's book, he talks about four levels that you achieve in comedy. So I okay. thought I would just mention those if they're funny. The first one is friends and family. So if you can make, this is for people who think they're funny, and this is how you can rate yourself as a funny person. Okay. Okay. So a Seinfeld one, for instance, is a person who can make friends and family laugh. Like if you're the kind of guy who can make your kid brother spit the milk out his nose when he's you know drinking milk and cookies, that's a level one, Seinfeld level one. Okay. <laughs> a Seinfeld level two is a person who can make strangers laugh. So if you're good at making like people that well not people at work but just people you bump into at a party or something like that, and you can get them mm-hmm. laughing, then you're a Seinfeld level two. Now a okay. Seinfeld three is a person who gets paid to make people laugh. So if you've done any level of comedy where someone's handed you some money for doing it, then you're a Seinfeld mm-hmm. three. And okay. a Seinfeld four, this is the ultimate Seinfeld level of comedy is a person who's been impersonated doing their comedy. So anybody who has been impersonated by an impersonator or another comedian, that is a Seinfeld for. So, nice. nice. Such as Seinfeld. You know, people go around saying, hey, what's the deal with this? What's the deal with that? Right. That, that means right. you're a Seinfeld is actually a Seinfeld for. That's probably why he wrote the thing, just to be a, to be a Seinfeld for. Right, right. I hope this has been extremely helpful to your audience. I'm sure the Absolutely. Uh, well, no, it's very educational. I know I have a lot of um, <laughs> friends who are involved in comedy. Hey, hopefully they're listening in, and I'm sure they'll get a kick out of it. So, absolutely. 
That's good. Um, so you've also written for the Fruity Nutcake uh, Rapping Granny, who has made uh, 15 appearances on the Howard Stern Show over the past nine years. Tell us uh, about that, and, and what was that like? Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I spent nine years bringing her to the Howard Stern Show and writing, you know, rap lines for her. She's an old woman. I'm sure you guys listening know who she is. Oh, I've heard it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've heard her, right? And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a blast. So, uh, okay. there. What's Not going good. on here? Come on, Terry. <laughs> you know, I'm asking you about I might that. have to go into my Fruity Nutcake imitation. Uh-oh. Hey, maybe I should. Oh. Yeah, do that. Want to hear some pretty nutcake lines? Do some, do some, do some rap and grainy lines for us. Do that. Okay, I have to, I have to get into character here. Now, see, she must be a Seinfeld okay. four because I'm imitating her now. Let's see. Now. <laughs> um, let me, okay, I'm rapping granny, fruity nutcake. My body sags like a week old cheesecake. I love to rap. <laughs> I love to dance, and I wear depends beneath my pants. Today I shake my hips and pelvis. Tomorrow could be dead as Elvis. I am fantastic and colossal, the nation's only living fossil. When Bill Gates plays in my front yard, his Microsoft gets big and hard. I may be old, but I'm full of thunder. If you were my age, you'd be six feet under. That's it. Nice, nice. I need some of the other uh, soured stern stuff, like you said, like the clapping and all that. I know, I know. Yeah. I wish well, I actually, her, that her level. first appearance on Stern, which was actually May 5th, I remember it was Cinco de Mayo, 1999, she did the wow. line. Um, yeah, it's a long time ago. She did the line. I love to rap. I love to dance. I wear depends beneath my pants. And Howard stopped her. <laughs> right. do, do you really? Do you really wear depends? So. Uh, and and did she? Mm, I, I think she said that she did, but who knows if she does? I don't. I, I mean, I don't know her that. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know if maybe. Thanks. Hey, I don't know if maybe on the show she actually, you know dropped and, and showed whether she did or she didn't. <laughs> well, Howard, some Howard Stern fans will know that she has done some weird things on the show. Right, <laughs> they exactly. Know what I mean. yeah. Exactly. Um, so you've also written for some of the other Whack Packers. Tell us about uh, who you've written for and what types of stuff have you written for them? Well, I've written for, let's see, I think it's a total of four Whack Packers. So Fruity Nut Cake is one. Um, mm-hmm. I've written for Jeff the Drunk. I've written for Ass Napkin Ed. You know, my parents okay. are very proud of me. My parents are real proud of me. You know, <laughs> what does your son do? What, have you ever heard of Ass Napkin Ed? He's written some lines for him. Um, and I also right. wrote something for Marianne from Brooklyn, which I'm very proud of. Okay. Um, there was Talk a about that. well, there was a song parody contest a few years ago on the show, uh, Gary Delabate song parody contest, and. Uh, yeah, I had been friendly with Marianne before that, so we decided that we would work together, and I wrote a song parody for her to the tune of Moni Moni. Right. That I, called, <laughs> I called it Monkey Monkey. And um, we recorded the music for this down in Florida with, with some of my people, and <laughs> I did the vocals with Marianne <laughs> up in Brooklyn. I brought <laughs> I brought a voice recorder up to Brooklyn in her basement. We rec- we had a blast. It was so much fun. We were cracking up the whole time. And I love Marianne. She knows I love her, but she is not the, let's put it this way, she's not a diva-level singer. Right. She's not a Carrie Edelman when it comes to singing. Aw. Well, so, I like but that she part, gives, but... She, gives, she gives her all. So 
what we had to do was I, I would sing a line, and then I'd turn on the voice recorder, and she would sing a line. So every okay. line in the song is a separate <laughs> file. Every single – it took me oh hours and hours. It took us hours and hours when I got home to, to synchronize really? everything. But it was so much fun. We had I, I had one of the funniest nights of my life just recording that with her in Brooklyn. So uh, if you yeah, want to play that. Like it was a blast. Yeah, oh, we're going to definitely thing, play that. I mean, go ahead. Another thing for the listeners to know is that it, this this took place at the time that Gary and a few of the guys from the show went over to Iraq. That's why there were some ah. Iraq references in the song. Okay. And, uh, my favorite line in the song, actually, I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but the um, my favorite line in the song is when it goes... Uh, and the no-talent monkey goes to Iraq. It's the first time the troops get entertained by an animal act. So listen, <laughs> listen for that line. <laughs> okay, I'll definitely check it. I was listening to it before. I mean, it's great. I love it. And I could see why you guys had a blast, you know, doing that. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Howard played was, part uh, of it, too. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, Howard played part of the song. I don't know if the whole song was played, but he definitely played part of it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So let's uh, let's do that. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. And we're going to check that out. All right, everyone. Again, you are listening to the comedy writer Neil Berliner on the Carrie Edelman Show. We are going to check out the song parody right now that uh, he collaborated on with Marianne from Brooklyn. I'm sure you all know who she is. She calls into Howard every day. She's a huge super fan. Awesome woman and. Uh, we're going to check out this song, and then we will be back in a moment. It is called Monkey Monkey, which is based off of this song, Moni Moni. Here we go. Monkey, 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 monkey
Okay, everyone, and you just heard Monkey Monkey by Neil Berliner featuring Marianne from Brooklyn, which was used in a song parody contest on a Howard Stern show for uh, Baba Booty, Gary Delabasse. And we're going to bring Neil right back on now. And Neil, you're back on? Yeah, I had forgotten one line, which I liked too, actually. Um, <laughs> he's dripping with saliva, smells like a foreign cab driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Some of my stuff I even like. <laughs> but, well, you have to. I mean, it has to crack you up. If it doesn't, then it's going to be hard to, uh, you know, write it and be authentic yeah. about it. So, no, well, that's great. Some, some jokes don't really I, – I, I can get into some jokes and not others. I mean, I can realize that some jokes are usable for certain things, but, mm-hmm. some, but there are some that really just happen to strike me funny. They're jokes that are actually of my own taste, which is really weird. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway. No, I understand. I totally understand. So, um, so let's talk a little bit while we're talking about your your parody writing. Um, how did you get into doing roast writing? And tell us a little bit about your experiences well, and some of the people you've written for. Yeah, well, I decided um, after writing for Rap and Granny for quite a while that if I was ever going to do anything different in comedy, I'd better get moving because she was like 80 years old at the time. So uh, I got a very big break and a favor done for me by Bob Levy, actually. I called him and said, look, I said, look, I want to branch out a little bit. And they were about to do the Ronnie, the limo driver roast. So I said, how about I write some stuff for Rap and Granny? So he says, yeah, write it. I'll look at it. So I wrote stuff for her specifically for that roast. And Levy really liked it. So he said, okay, have her do it. So she opened up the roast and she really killed, actually. She did very well with it. So uh, after that, I started writing some just some some lines, some material, and I said to Bob, "Let's you know, let's meet in the city. Maybe we could work together, whatever." And by a stroke of luck, um, the day that was supposed to happen, there was a lunch that was uh, publicized on the show that became known as the Cancer Kid Lunch. A, a young guy okay. had um, some kind of cancer, and um, everyone from the show, basically, except for Howard. Um, and Gary, Gary wasn't there either, but a lot of people from the show were at this lunch, you know, in the okay. serious building. So Levy, you know, had me come up there, and I happened to have, nice. you know, multiple copies of what I had written. So a lot of people got to, you know, they looked at my lines, and it sort of became like an audition for me, you know, to to, to showcase my Wow. So that helped That's me awesome. a lot. Yeah, that, that did help me. And, yeah, isn't it? Don't you agree that I mean, not to digress, but don't you agree that sometimes it's these just random moments of unfortunately oh, being in the right place at the right time? And there's no I know, there's no question. I know. You know, there's so That's many awesome, people. Though. There's so many people with talent who we, we would never hear of because they don't right. get this break or that break, or you know. Right. I know so, it's uh, unfortunate, but I mean that's kind of part of the the game in the industry, and you know, unfortunately, how things work. So yeah. Yeah. So how about doing, um, or let's, you know, you're mostly known for, for being a roast writer. Um, what are some of the roasts that you have written for? Tell us about some of those. Well, um, I wrote as a freelance for uh, the Shatner Roast on Comedy Central and for the Flavor Flav Roast. And nice. on the Stern Show, let's see, it was the Ronnie Roast, the Artie Roast, the Gary Roast, and the Andy Dick Roast. And for the Friars Club, I wrote for the um, Matt Lauer roast and the Pat Cooper roast. Okay. 
So okay. I've done, you know, several of those. Cool, cool. What do you think, and I'm, I'm losing my train of thought now, because, again, it's been a long, long day. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can't even think. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> we just have another So, Carrie, tell me about your latest album. How's it going? What's the title of your album? <laughs> no, this interview is about you, not me. Come on, I'll give you a little break. Hey, you need a coffee break. Oh, Everybody. what am I? Well, again, um, I mean, just to digress for a minute, you know, I'm looking to do more featured artist work. I actually was, um, I mean, my album's been out, as you know, for probably almost two years now, and it's mm-hmm. titled Leave It All Behind. That was my debut album, and it's all original music. It's very radio-friendly, commercial, modern rock music with, with a hint of uh, pop to it. And uh, But now what I'm looking to do is I really want to kind of branch out. I want to get involved in doing a little more hard rock stuff. That's where my background's from. I mean, I love bands like Stained and Cold and Breaking Benjamin. I mean, that's what I'd like to do. But, you know, it's hard to find, as you know, Neil, the right people. So I've been doing some featured artist work. And if anyone's interested, you could check out Dale Pantaleone. He was uh, featured on my show a couple of weeks ago. And I was fortunate enough to work with him. He's an experimental artist. So it was really different for me because I did a jazz song with him. I did a song that had a very kind of Middle Eastern vibe to it. Um, and, again, more supporting vocals. He's the you know the lead vocalist. But, uh, but yeah, definitely check out some of his stuff. He's got a really big following over in the U.K. Um, so it was great. It was great working with him. And he's an awesome friend and a, and a great musician. So okay. thank you for asking. I appreciate that. And do you have any like classical train like training voice training? Did you ever take like lessons of any kind? You know, I did when I first started doing. And remember, I didn't start doing this till maybe like I don't know, seven, eight years ago. I really got into it, and that's when I started writing. Um, I took some vocal lessons, but again, I'm not someone who grew up, you know, being in the choir and just being classically trained and stuff. Um, maybe it's more. I think it's more intrinsic and innate with me, as you know, my uncle Randy Edelman, who's a composer um, for yeah. some major motion pictures. And, you know, Jackie DeShannon, uh, his wife, who sang Put a Little Love in Your Heart. I got a lot of people on my dad's side of the family that's involved in various aspects of the entertainment Oh, Jackie DeShannon's real famous. Yeah. She's yeah, very famous. Yeah, that's Randy's, that's Randy's wife. That's uh, oh, Randy Edelman's right. wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you know, I mean, maybe you know him because he, he is from the New York area. A guy named Adam Rogers. It's a cousin of mine, and he's a very well-known jazz musician. I think I recognize the name only because I read your bio, so I recognize Okay. That's why I recognize okay. the name. Yeah, thanks for asking. But, yeah, that's kind of where it comes from. I mean, it's something I think that came out a little later in life. It wasn't something, like I said, growing up as a kid, I was not someone who was interested in being involved in music or being in a band or, you know, chorus or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Okay. <laughs> so you've taken it pretty far for doing it pretty late in life. Well, not late in yeah, life. Yeah, I, mean, I you're am. You're so young, obviously. Right, right, right. Up. But... Yeah, I mean, with every just like you, yeah, with everything I do, I put 150% into it. And, you know, at this point, I'm I'm looking to do other things, too. Like, like we know, the radio show I have, I'm doing writing for some magazines. Um, hopefully, I'm not going to name some names, but there's some other radio people out there that I'm actually hoping to start working with and do some writing with them, like I said, whether it's me taking some of my interesting experiences I have um, and helping, you know, create some really comical bits out of it. I'd love to start doing that. So, yeah, there's a couple of different things I have my hands in that I'd like to start, you know, kind of uh, taking some different roads, too. Yeah. Right. yeah thank this is you. the Neil Berliner Show. Um, my guest is Carrie Edelman. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so tell us, uh, 
why don't you do some, since we digress, let's get back to your talking about your roasts. Um, why don't you do some of your roast lines for us? Roast lines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, there are two lines that stick out that I that I okay. like. Um, one is from the Mario Batali roast, and the line is, uh, Mario, you, you fat bastard, you look like a fat Keith, Suther, uh, Keith or Sutherland, like you're twice his size. <laughs> You should star on a show called 48. 48. Double 24. Right. That line, that line the next day was in six, page six and the Daily News column. I think it's called Russian Malloy. Wow. So, uh, awesome. Was, so I like that line. And the funny story about that line is that a year later, I saw Mario Batali eating dinner on the street in a Mexican restaurant, like outside in the village. So I walked up to my okay. family, Mario. I said, Mario, you remember me? And he says, yeah, 48. <laughs> but he, remember, he remembered the whole thing. Wow, so now you're kind of like uh, associated with that. <laughs> well, with him anyway. Every time he sees me, it's gonna, he's going to call me 48. Um, right, right. <laughs> I also wrote for the, A second line? Yeah. Well, okay. Um, for the Flavor Flavoros, I wrote for some more. Do you ever hear of some more? She's a black comedian. Very funny okay, woman. Okay, no, I'm not familiar. And she had never, she had okay. never done a roast before, and she's down in Florida, so I contacted her. So I worked with her on that roast. So it was for, you know, Flavor Flav, and they had all these rappers there. So the okay. line was, uh, all these rappers, my God. She says, um, this is the first roast where the security guards have to protect the audience from the performers. Okay. I'll let it sink in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I knew. Let me ask you a question. When other comedy people come on the show, do they do jokes? Right. Is it rough for them to do jokes, or are they just better than me and you, you laugh a lot? What's no, no, no. This is no. You know what I usually do, Neil? I mean, it's and again, like I said, I'm not face to face. It's much. I'm very right. visual. A lot of them, what we do is we play bits. Like we'll play, you know, send me a bunch of the MP3s, and that's usually what I'll do. We'll take a break. We'll listen to some of the bits off of like, you know, whatever album they're promoting. Right. Yeah, so it's more of, you know, kind of just like you were doing. Just yeah, the audience right. stuff. So there's already laughter in the bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. these, yeah. Like Don Jameson, for example. You know, he was when he did his, you know, live, uh, live and hilarious that he recently released. You know, I just played a bunch of bits off of this album. So yeah, no, but the audience. I mean, everyone's loving it in the chat room. You know, you're doing great. You're doing wonderful. Also, uh, since you mentioned Don, I want to mention Don. Don is another, okay. you know, there are two people, kinds of people in this world. People who help you out and are really nice and people who, you know, yep. not necessarily not nice, but just, you know, don't go the extra mile for you. Mm-hmm. Don Jameson is one of the nicest guys I know in the business. He's such a great guy. He's awesome. Yeah, you know, very helpful he is. people. Is he like that for you, too? He I mean, he's, he's so nice. And, you know, I can name so many other people, but I'm really thankful that I know a lot of the people I know, you know. Yeah, and Don, Don has is always right been. Up there. Yeah. Yeah, he's always been awesome. I mean, any time I go out to support him, he just, you're right, he goes that extra mile. He always makes an effort. Like one time I went out, and this was when I barely even knew him. I mean, it might have been the second show I was going to support him at. And, you know, I walked up to him, and I said, hey, how are you doing? He's like, oh, my God. He's like, thank you so much for coming out. And he introduced me to his friends. He's like, this is Carrie. She's such a big support, and, and she's a rock star. And, you know, he didn't know me from a hole in the wall, but it was the sweetest yeah, yeah. thing. And it totally, I know what you're saying, you know, it just totally made my night. And I was like, wow, he's Really good guy. I mean, not only talented, but just great heart. I agree. And also, Don appreciates that he has talent. He's, like, thankful that he, you know what I mean? He's he's right. thankful for his talent. 
You know, he doesn't right. flaunt it or anything. He's, he's a super guy. Well, I'm going to real quick because he is in the chat room, and I want to promote him. Um, Jay Such from the Some Guy Show, and everyone has oh, yeah. got to check out the Some Guy Show. He's in the chat room right now. So we are going to promote his show tonight. Everyone, check out the Some Guy Show. He hosts this live on Saturdays. And uh, if you want to send me any other information, Jay, in the chat room, I will plug it for you. But, uh, yeah, his show is doing really good, and everyone definitely needs to check it out. He's got some great stuff going on, and he's really just uh, making a mark for himself out there. So keep up the good work, Jay. <laughs> and yeah, we will I know be him. in he's touch, a... Jay, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's um, a Facebook friend. I recognize him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a really it's a, it's a great podcast that he has going on and it's uh yeah, really talented. Doing some really good stuff. Yep. So let's get back to I know we have another song we were going to check out in a little bit. Um we were talking about some of your roast lines and you've also branched off again to do some uh, monologue jokes and they're getting aired as you were mentioning on the the late night talk show in LA. Um do you want to expand a little bit more on that? With the, the um, John Kerwin show? Yeah, well, you know, we uh, we film once a month, and we have some old shows that are, so the shows get played every Saturday night, once again, on uh, JLTV, which is shown over DirecTV, Comcast, and Time Warner. If you have DirecTV, it's channel 366. I don't know the other channel. Okay. But it's a great show. We get famous people on the show. We've had, we had David Carradine before he committed suicide in his last interview, actually. His last interview was on our show. Uh, we had Ed wow. Asner a couple of months ago. Just a lot of famous people come on the show. It's a nice little show. Cool. And we're hoping that it gets bigger and bigger. Very cool. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And um, let me see what else. Hold on a second. I'm going to go back to my, again, unfortunately I'm not Howard Stern. I don't have a, a whole team feeding me stuff, which maybe one day I will. So I'm kind of a one Wait a minute. Are you saying that you right use here? notes? You use notes? Oh, my God. I admit it. I'm not going to hey. That's one thing about me. I'm real and I'm grounded. (laughs) It says on my notes here, I have to say, you use notes. (laughs) Yes, I use notes. I'm trying to manage the chat room. I'm interviewing you. I'm going back and forth with the switchboard. No no staff doing that stuff for you. No, unfortunately. And even at my job, unfortunately, I end up doing everything, even though I do have a (laughs) team of people. But we won't go there. We're not going to go there. (laughs) Um, So let's go over this. Uh, You dug up a song that you wrote 40 years ago. Um, oh when my you were 14. God. So tell us about that. Oh, wow. This is a song I wrote, yeah, about, when I was about 14 years old. 40 okay. years ago. Jeez. So the only reason I played this song is because at the end, I, I, I do all the parts in the song. So at the end, for me, it's a good harmony. So I wanted to hear what it would sound like on the radio. I can't even believe I have my song on the radio. This is so cool. But the song is called No Idea, <laughs> which is usually the state I'm in, having no idea. But that's the name of the song, and it's from when I'm 14 years old, and let her rip. Nice. Okay, so let's do that. I'm going to put uh, put Neil on hold right now. Okay, everyone, again, you're listening to Neil Berliner on the Carrie Edelman Show. We're going to check out a song that he wrote when he was 14 years old called No Idea, and we'll be back in a moment. No Idea, take five. One, two. Somehow. I'll forget about you now I can't go on living the blues for you There'll be times I know I can't deny When I wish that I 
Yeah, definitely, Neil. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. And keep promoting the podcast because people will tune into the podcast once the live show is over. Okay, dynamite. All right. Okay, thanks so much, Neil. Have a good night. Bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much again. I know um, the chat room is still going, and we will. I will be in there in a minute to talk with you. Um, so anyway, again, we had Neil Berliner on tonight. Please keep promoting the show because the podcast will be available once the show is over. And uh, the podcast do really well, so definitely check them out. Um, I want to go over some other stuff just to promote some other uh, products that I have on the show. I will once again do Stern Superfans. Check out SternSuperfans.com by Joseph Muski. Again, it's a forum for everyone who is into Howard Stern to get the latest updates on the show, as well as a place for fans to interact with each other and share all things Howard. Also, check out MarkSpriggan.com. Mark Spriggan, he is known for blogging basically every minute detail you can possibly imagine about the Howard Stern Show. And I'm I'm not going to psychoanalyze Mark, but um, I have a pretty good feeling about uh, Mark's character. But the, the website is awesome, and it features Stern Show highlights. Um, you can also get TV show schedules and much more related to the show. So check out MarkSpriggan.com. I'd also like to plug Talent Spotlight Magazine. It is one of the magazines that I currently write for. You can check them out at talentspotlightmagazine.com. If anyone is interested in being featured in the magazine, they are currently featuring comedians. Um, They also do, of course, musicians, artists, poetry writers. Please let me know. Um, I'm very close with the owner of the magazine. I was fortunate to be featured in it as an artist, as well as my radio show, and I can uh, hook you guys up to contact the owner and potentially be featured in the magazine to get your name out there. also want to plug Flirt Energy Drink, which is an energy drink uh, specifically formulated for the female athlete. However, the company is starting to expand. They're going to have many more products coming out. You can check them out at flirtsport.com. And again, I'm appreciative and fortunate enough that they chose my song, Vanilla Skies, off of my album, Leave It All Behind to use as the song to represent their product right now. And finally, also check out Professor Pooch. This is definitely for pretty much anyone in entertainment, but specifically musicians. Um, he goes by the name Professor, Professor Pooch, but is uh, also known as David Stangenberg. And he is a renowned music business career consultant and educator. He has taught at colleges. He's an author. He's written many books, as well as a legal contract specialist. So anyone who needs some type of a legal contract out there, if you're getting involved in something, definitely check him out at Professor, the word Professor, Pooch, P-O-O-C-H.com, and he is going to be on the show in a few weeks. We're going to bring him on. It's going to be a great interview with him, too. So please check him out. And getting back to next week, we have two great shows coming up on, let's see, Tuesday, and let me check out the dates. Let me make sure I get these dates right right now. Um, next week is the 23rd. So Tuesday, the 23rd, as as everyone knows, I'm a musician. We have the band, heavy metal band. They're awesome. Voodoo Terror Tribe coming on board. You guys have got to check these guys out. They are on Facebook. It's Voodoo, like the word Voodoo, V-O-O-D-O-O, Terror, T-E-R-R-O-R, Tribe, um, T-R-I-B-E, Check them out on Facebook. They also go by VTT as their uh, logo name, but you got to come on and check them out. They've got some amazing music out there. They're going to be opening for the heavy metal female band Kitty in a couple of weeks, and they will be on Tuesday night at 8. 
And then also we have coming on, I have a show coming on Wednesday next week too. I'm going to be in the process of getting all that information together and uh, putting the invite together. And unfortunately right now I don't have my notes in front of me, but um, all that information will be available momentarily on Facebook. Again, I want to thank everyone for coming on board tonight and um, sitting in on the show and listening in. Everyone's been such a great support, and it wouldn't be what it is today without you guys. So hopefully you can tune in next week. All right, and thank you so much again. We will lead off with my song, Leave It All Behind, which is the title track off of my album. And if anyone is interested in checking out my music, you can go to iTunes and search Carrie Edelman or check out any other major digital sites such as Amazon Music, Napster, Rhapsody, etc. Thank you so much for the support and have a good night.